Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. All right, well, good morning again, everybody. We're glad you're with us here today, and uh, we're going uh, to go some old school today. We're going to go back to the Old Testament, and... Uh, Funny story that we've said before, it just makes me laugh. I see my brother Joe, who went through some major health issues, along with several others out here today, and see him back, and I remember the one time, he, he was, his son was at school, and the teacher asked him, said, well, you know, what kind of church do you go to? And he goes, well, when I'm with my dad, he goes, I go to an Egyptian Christian church. <laughs> and she, she, had to, she had to ask Joe, she's like, what's an Egyptian Christian church? And I'm like... Well, I, I see the camels, so I can appreciate that. So that story makes me laugh. But we are, we're going to dig into the Old Testament a little bit today. We're going to talk about um, when the Israelites were in the wilderness and how they were wandering through the wilderness for many years. And just a kind of a unique story that uh, took place that I didn't really fully understand for a long time. I just kind of thought it was just an odd story. And I'm excited to talk about it with you today. Hopefully we'll all take away something from it. One thing I want, one of the takeaways I want everyone to have today is we're going to look today and see God's word come to life. We're going to look at a passage that was, took place in Moses' life probably 15, 1600 years before Christ came into the world. And yet it's so relevant for them then. It was so relevant in the time of Christ and it's relevant today in our lives. Today, we, uh, we live in a society that may be more confused than I have ever seen. I've ever seen. And uh, people are trying to find the way. They're trying to figure out what's right. And I think of, uh, you know, the worship band. Sometimes on a, on a Wednesday when we're practicing or we're trying to get things together, if we don't all get in sync... Sorry about that. I sat on my cord. If we don't all get in sync, we can't get the music to come across the way it's supposed to. And so you need some chords. You need some words. You need something you can follow. Today, God's word is the most relevant tool that we have in this spiritual warfare of life that we're living in to point the way. So that's what we're going to get to talk about today. Let's turn to, in your Bibles, if you would, to the book of Numbers, chapter 21. And we're going to start at verse 4. As we do, let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you. Lord, as uh, we pause and open up your word, we invite the Holy Spirit to have your perfect way. God, may these words that we read from your holy Bible, may the things that we say, may the things that we even think about this morning point us to you. May they draw us closer to you. God, may you give us an appreciation today of how real and how relevant your word is for all of us today. And Lord, how it's here to help equip us to fight the spiritual battles that we face today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, to help get us through and find our way. Pray that you'll use today in a mighty way for your good and your glory. We ask these things together. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so a little background for you who are not Egyptian Christians. <laughs> All right, so the Israelites were in Egypt. And they were slaves. So, you know, slaves' life's usually not too appealing. And so, for years and years, they prayed, God, deliver us. Free us. Take us out of Egypt. Help us. And uh, they prayed and prayed, and God sent Moses. And he heard their prayers. And God used Moses to miraculously lead them out of Egypt. And the 
plagues that came upon Egypt and the things that happened there were nothing but miraculous. And as we sang that song before the message and it says, hear the oceans roar. Can you imagine maybe what the Red Sea roared like when Jesus divided it? And they walked through dry land and they began their journey. So they're walking in the wilderness because of their sin, because of their doubt, because of their complaining. It wasn't a quick journey from here to Canton. <laughs> they had to wander in the wilderness for years. That was part of God's plan. So we pick up the story. And part of their journey, verse 4, it says, Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there's no food and no water. And our soul loathes this worthless bread. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people. And they bit the people. And many of the people of Israel died. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Now pray to the Lord that he takes away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole and it shall be that everyone who is bitten when he looks at it shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and he put it on a pole and so it was if a serpent had bitten anyone when he looked at the bronze serpent he lived. It's a unique story, isn't it? Six verses. Um, there's really not a lot in the Old Testament that talks further about this passage and I, I wondered, I'm like, Lord, why, why the snake and what's that about? And and the people getting bitten and all those things. And I just began to pray and study about it, study and read into it. And God showed me just a lot of neat things that are here. And some of you may know these things. A lot of it opened up my eyes. But there's so many neat things as we dig into this a little bit. Um, if you would, again, look at, uh, go back to verse 5. And it says, the people spoke against God and against Moses. And it says, there's no food and there's no water. Well, that wasn't true. I mean, it wasn't at times easy to come by. In some of the earlier passages, it says they were thirsty. And we picture, the Bible tells us that there were over 600,000 men soldiers capable that walked in the wilderness. So people estimate with wives and children, people that are older and people are younger, that it could have been somewhere between two and a half, three and a half million people walking through the wilderness. So they would use a lot of water. And it says that we didn't have any water. Well, at one point, God said to Moses, strike the rock. And I picture this stream of water that flowed through that allowed people's thirst to be quenched. Millions of people's thirst to be quenched. And they were hungry. And God sent manna from heaven. So let's think about this. What's, what is manna anyhow? It's kind of a, it's kind of a bread-like substance. It's, the Bible says that it was like a coriander seed flaky bread type that tasted sweet like honey. Mm, that sounds right up my breakfast alley. <laughs> I, I'm like, I would like that. And I'm the kind of guy, if I like something, I can eat it over and over again. I'm good with that. And uh, talk about food from heaven. This was angel food cake coming down. Only it was a lot better. But yet, they couldn't see God's provision because they got focused on their own problems, their own journey, and they started to complain about it. You know, sometimes I don't like what many of you have to face in this life. It hurts me when you hurt. Um, I don't like to see the things we go through with health issues, with family issues, with spiritual issues, emotional things that we go through. But sometimes that's all part of the journey. 
And sometimes God has something that he wants to do in your life. There's something that he wants to work out. There's faith that he wants to increase. And he can't do it if you just go straight to the destination point. Sometimes you got to go through the wilderness. And you got to trust him along the way. So there's no food or water. And I like how they said, basically, we hate this manna. We hate it. I'm sick of it. Um, so the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people and many of the people of Israel died. So there's a little bit to this. In, in Egypt, people there were afraid of snakes, but yet they worshiped snakes. So there was a little bit of a love-hate relationship. So that was kind of in the scenes behind and it was in the, in the Israelites' minds. Now, we all have sometimes little things we're afraid of. I spent some time yesterday with a couple dear brothers. One of them, he's a man's man, mountain of a man. He could grab a hot water heater and just carry it away like it's nothing. But you know what he told me yesterday or what his father told me about him? He's afraid of mice. <laughs> the big burly guy, he's afraid of mice. He says, now I'm doing better with it. And he did pull a gun on a mouse once. I really don't even really want to know that story. But snakes can be very fearful for a lot of people. I don't know if you're afraid of snakes. But I want you to picture, we're talking mega snakes. Lots of snakes and they're poisonous. And it reminded me of a story. I'm going to tell you this real quick. Years ago, many years ago, I was in West Virginia with a bunch of my buddies. And we were at a friend's farmhouse. And a flood came. And it, I'm telling you, when I say a flood came, a flood came that made you worry for your life and your safety at one point. So it's early morning, dawn is breaking, it's flooding, water is rushing up to the house, and we were kind of on the porch, me and my buddy, and he looks over the edge of the porch, and the water is driving a copperhead snake up against the house. And he is afraid of snakes like you read about. He is so scared. And he's like, get a broom, get a broom, get something. So somebody gets a broom, and he's leaning over the porch rail, and he's trying to keep the snake from getting washed up against the house and coming to the house, and he's all intense. Me being a caring friend and brother, <laughs> I got down on my hands and knees. And as he's trying to control the snake, I went like, this and I bit the back of his leg with my hand and he jumped and he screamed and he carried on and I might have crossed the line because he might have even cussed and he said to me he goes dang it I knew it was you but it scared me so bad anyhow so I want you to picture for the moment that kind of fear of snakes and it's happening and they're terrified they're petrified of what's happening. And these snakes are biting people and they're dying. So let me pick the story back up. And the people came to Moses, verse 7. Therefore the people came to Moses. And here's a big point. They're reflecting now. And they said, we have sinned. God had them in the wilderness. They are surrounded by the things that could so easily beset them, whether it was snakes or cobras or wild animals or drought or famine or any of those things. They're all around them. But God's hand of protection was upon them. But they realized they sinned. Sometimes we do that. Sometimes we, we open sin's door and we let sin come in. And now we're dealing with the repercussions of that, aren't we? And we have to remember that we're born into sin. It's my nature. It's your nature. It's what we do. I want you guys, if you would, to um, think about that. And then here's another part that we read on. It says, we have sinned for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he takes away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. So two things here. One is Old Testament times. It required a priest. It required someone on your behalf to go to the Lord. The cross changed that. But it's still today. The Bible tells us that the prayers of a righteous man, a righteous woman, they availeth much. Lori 
um, going through cancer here a little bit. And she, it's gone. She's healed. Praise God. But during that moment, the prayers, the prayers of righteous men and women were so felt and so powerful. They availeth much. Don't ever underestimate the power of prayer. When we were preparing for surgery, they asked Gloria if she wanted, I think, a Zantac or something to calm her down. And she's like, no, I don't need anything. I'm like, I want two. <laughs> I will take them. I'm fine with that. And, but that was God's peace. And that was God's prayer. So the people realize their need. They've sinned. And they're like, God, Moses, will you pray for us? Big part there. All right. I'm going to have you guys keep your fingers in Numbers 21. And if I was to ask you, what is one of the most popular verses in all of the Bible today? John 3, 16. That's right. So let's turn to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. And we're not going to go to 16 yet. We'll start at verse 10. A quick little background here. Nicodemus came to Jesus at night, and he's talking to the Lord. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He was a Jewish leader. He recognized that Jesus came from God, but he was having trouble fully believing that he was the Messiah. He couldn't understand. He couldn't quite let that go. And he came to Jesus at night because he's afraid. I can't leave my religious group, my buddies, to follow Christ because what would they think of me? So that's taking place. And Jesus kind of explained to him, you need to be born again in the previous verses. And that's where this picks up. Verse 9, I'm just going to read that real quick. It's not up there. Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? In verse 10, Jesus answered and said to him, are you, are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things. Jesus basically said, you're a religious leader, you're a teacher. But yet, you don't, you don't understand what I'm talking about. Verse 11, most assuredly I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen. And you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven, or Jesus himself. Verse 14, two verses before one of the more, most popular verses in the entire Bible, says, Jesus tells him, as Moses lifted up the servant, the serpent in the wilderness, even so... Must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. One of the most popular verses in the Bible, and do we think about this verse being a part of that chapter? It's, it's well, I don't really as much. 1,500, 1,600 years before Jesus came into the world, God Almighty was prophesying about the Messiah's coming and his plan that he has for each one of us. From the beginning of time, God's message was about love. He loved you, and he began to make a plan for your eternity long, long ago. The disciples at this time, it wasn't too long before this, they were arguing about who will be the greatest of us. <laughs> and, and they are literally having this conversation. And when they would hear Jesus say this, or when Nicodemus heard Jesus say that the Son of Man would be lifted up, they were thinking of an earthly kingdom. They weren't thinking about the way that Jesus and God planned this all out. It was totally different. But the comparisons here to what Moses did in the wilderness and to what Jesus did on the cross are amazing. So 
the snake was formed by commands of God to be in the image of the poisonous snakes that were attacking the people because of their sins. But the snake that was made in the image, and I was always like, why, do, why are we using a snake? But now I understand. It was made in the likeness of the sin and the results of the sin that the Israelites were facing. But the bronze snake did not have any poison. Do you see that? Jesus was made in man's image. He took on our sin. And he bore that. And then we kind of, and especially disciples, thought that Jesus was going to be lifted up as a king. But just like that bronze serpent was raised up in the wilderness and it had to be up someplace high so that hundreds of thousands of people could look at it at any time and see it. And if they looked to that serpent, that image, and they believed, God healed them. I think, and I have to believe this is true, and we'd all go, no, that can't be, Pastor Ben. There's no way. If they were bit by a snake, they would look up there and be healed. If that was true, why wouldn't everybody today just look to Jesus and be healed? Sometimes we don't want to accept that God is in control and that God makes a way. And so as people began to be bitten, sometimes sin comes into our lives and maybe you don't even feel the pain at first. You don't even know you've been bitten. And then it just starts to consume us, take us over. Some of those Israelites were getting consumed by the poison. And all they needed to do was look up and believe that God would heal them. The same exists today. If people would just look to Jesus as he was lifted up, they would be saved. What time is it? Okay. This still said 9.38. I'm like, I'm not doing so good here. Okay, sorry about that. All right. Um, let's... Uh, Let's read on and, and go to the two familiar verses that we're used to. Verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. A takeaway today. Jesus was talking to Nicodemus. He said, you teach people the word, but yeah, you don't understand. Even as Moses lifted up, there was a prophecy about me, and I'm going to be lifted up and die for your sins. The Bible doesn't say a lot about Nicodemus after this text. Not a lot. The one thing that it did share in God's word that I love Nicodemus couldn't quite understand, and he couldn't quite believe that if he looked up to Jesus, that everything would be healed. He'd be healed from his sins, he'd be forgiven, and he would be saved, and Nicodemus could enter the promised land of heaven. He, didn't, he wasn't quite there. But I have to believe that when Jesus said, just like Moses has to be lifted up and takes him back to the Old Testament, that he had to know inside and outside to be a teacher, that when the day came and Jesus hung on the cross and died, the Nicodemus in his heart, sometime either then or before, he saw Jesus for who he was. And he saw him as his savior. And he believed. And the Bible doesn't necessarily say, uh, talk about Nicodemus' conversion, the best I can tell. But the story is really cool. Joseph of Arimathea goes before Pilate 
after Jesus' death, and he says, please let me take Jesus' body, and I want to put Jesus' body in my family tomb that I've prepared for me and my family. It says he was a rich man. It says that Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but he was afraid of the Jews, so he was kind of quiet about it. So he kept it quiet. Do you know who was with him? Nicodemus. Nicodemus, it says, Bible says, I think it's like 75 pounds of some kind of ointments that you prepare a body for. Nicodemus brought those. Why? Because he saw Jesus for who he was. And he had to have a moment in his life. And can you imagine when Jesus was on the cross and the pain and the horror of what people saw and how people were calling for him to die and Nicodemus paused and probably remembered those words and went back to Moses and said, it's all part of God's plan. It's all part of God's plan. And I believe. Nicodemus is in the promised land of heaven, I believe. Today, I don't know where you're at with your faith in Christ. You might know that there's a, something like the Israelites did, you might know that there's a pole, and I kind of believe, doesn't say this, but I just believe the way God is so specific about things. I believe that pole did look a lot like a cross. I believe it probably had an arm that went across and it had a top, and I believe it represented a cross because that's what God would do. Maybe, just like them, you're like, what? I know it's there and I believe that's there. But you haven't had that moment just like they did to say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I was born in a sin and I'm asking you to forgive me. And I now am looking to you to be the author and the finisher of my faith so that I might enter into the promised land forever. If you haven't done that, Look to him today. Look to him as we pray. Maybe, prayerfully, most of us here, most of us watching, have already done that, but we have opened sin's door. We've kind of let some things back in our lives that just shouldn't be there. Every day, the Bible says to take up our cross and follow him. I have to constantly go before the Lord and ask him to forgive me for my sins and where I fail him because I don't want to be out of fellowship. I don't want the poison of that sin going through my body, through my mind, through my heart, through my soul because I want to be more like Jesus and less like me. Praise team, if you would come up this morning. People, you can just remain standing if you're with us or you can remain seated as we're here today. And uh, if you're watching today, I invite you to just take a moment, just pause in the midst of everything that's going on in the world that doesn't make sense. You're not sure what's going on and maybe you're hurting, maybe you're confused. I know the people of Israel were hurt, they were confused, and often, often, they had lost their way. But all they had to do was look up and believe. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we live today in a time similar to what your chosen people did, where we wander in a wilderness and things don't always make sense. We don't understand why this is happening. We don't understand what's going on. And so many people just can't find the way. Lord, may the evidence of the cross written so long ago bring us to a point today where we recognize we need to look to you. Father, I pray that if there's one here today if you are watching today, maybe you believe 
that Jesus was on that cross, but you've never asked him to forgive you of your sins and believed upon him and asked him to save your soul. I ask you to do that today. And today, maybe you're just not living the fullest life that you could. You're not living with the peace that passes understanding. You're not experiencing the fullness of God. And we know that we can feel the fullness of God even when we are in the desert valley if we keep looking to him. Turn from your sins. Look to Jesus. Say, Lord, help me to see the way, to find my way, and to walk closer with you. Lord, we pray. If someone today hasn't done that, then maybe right now they just pray that prayer with me to you. Dear Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I'm lost. I don't have a future or a hope, but I want to change that. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I look to you. Please come into my heart and save my soul for all of eternity. Lord, if there's one today, they're just struggling with something. It might be a sin. It might be a doubt. It might be an anger. Help them to bring those to you right now. And Lord, we just pray that we'll take whatever comes to our mind right now and we're just going to put it at the foot of the cross and we're just going to say, Jesus, nail that burden once again up there and take it away from me and heal me so that I can walk closer to you, so that I can see you more clearly in my life and that I can find the way to navigate this life. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As the ladies sing this song, I want you to feel free if you're here with us today. If you want to pray with me now, I'll be happy to pray that again. I'll pray with you over anything that's going on. If you are thinking, I don't want to get out of my seat to do that today, I'm going to tell you, just like the families and friends of someone in the Israel days who saw someone bitten by the snake and they were poisoned and they knew they were going to die, when they looked up and were healed, everybody rejoiced. If you come forward today, we will all rejoice with you. So come as we sing. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son and you came and lived a perfect life and you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power in Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC.
or you can get it our church app through any of the um, streaming services and we want you to know that we'll contact you and from this day forward no matter what you face you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your savior and he'll come through in your life thank you for being with us today